You're listening to the Wild Youth Podcast. Make sure to connect with the Wild Youth by following our Instagram. Links are in the show notes. Now we're going to hear this week's message from Pastor Connor. Here we go. Welcome to the Wild. If it is your first time, I would just like you to raise your hand for me. Raise your hand if it's your first time. There's quite a few of you, so you're not going to be alone. Awesome. Yes. Okay. Can we give them all a big welcome? Welcome to the wild. I hope that you're already starting to feel like family here. I hope some students have introduced themselves to you. If not, find me afterwards. I will introduce you to some students because our group, our family of people, they're pretty awesome. You want to get to know them, and I want you to be a part of what we have going on here because God is doing something really special in and through all of you guys. But if I haven't met you yet, my name is Connor. I am the youth pastor here, so it is my privilege, my honor to welcome you, to have you here. Thank you for coming. I look forward to seeing you next week. But we are getting into a new series this month, which I'm so excited about. We are celebrating Big November. Big November. Now, some of you who have never been to our church before or haven't been here for a year, you have no idea what Big November is, right? Do we have any people like that? A couple that are willing to admit it? Okay, cool. Cool. All right, that's fine. I'm going to explain it a little bit. So, every year, our church on the weekend We celebrate Big November, and what it's all about is not only talking about, but practicing the concept of generosity, being generous, because if you don't know God very well, I'm here to tell you that he is a generous God. He is generous in every quality, every part of who he is seeps generosity, and so we want to spend a whole month talking about that. And now we usually have some giveaways, some fun things like that, so be prepared for that. But we also take up what we call a miracle offering. And so we, as a youth group, this year are going to take up our own miracle offering. Yes. I'm glad that you guys are excited about that as well. So what this miracle offering is, is all month long, I want you guys to be praying and asking God, God, how much do you want me to give? And I'm just going to tell you right now, God is usually, he usually has a bigger amount in mind than you do. Because that's who God is. We just talked about it. He is a generous God. And so that's why I want to challenge you to actually ask him. Don't just think about it in your head. I want you to actually pray and ask God, how much do you want me to give? But this year, I have chosen, we have chosen as a team for our miracle offering to go to the school in Costa Rica that we are partnering with. Yes. Super awesome. And I just think it would be a great way for us to be able to bless them before we even get there. I want to be able to start this relationship with them with a blessing before we've even met them. So to give you a better idea of what this looks like, who these people are, I have 
a short video that I would like you to look at the screen. Awesome. So that is actually the school that we will be going to. So when you look at that video and you see these kids, I think that video is, I think, from last year. Some of those kids are actual kids that will receive your money. Let that sink in a minute. Like, it's different hearing about it than it is actually seeing it, right? Because you see the faces. You see what can be done with it. And I know she's specifically in there talking about Christmas gifts and the water, and those are things that it will go towards, but it'll also go towards things like school supplies, things that are really easy for us to have. It seems like it comes naturally. They don't have that opportunity. If they don't have the money for school supplies, they just don't have school supplies. She also mentioned $25. That's just an example, right? Because I want to challenge you. You can do more. You can do more than $25. Even if you don't have a job, you have all month long. Find a way. If God puts a number on your heart, he's going to come through because it's on him. It's on him to come through and be faithful. So this is what we're going to do for our miracle offering. So like I said, we will take that up the last Wednesday of this month. So all month long, be praying, be asking God, and then the last Wednesday, we will take up that miracle offering. Does that sound good? Yes? Are you still excited about it? Okay, good. Awesome. I'm excited as well. Okay, now let's get into our Bible reading for tonight. So let's go ahead and stand back up. And as we read our scripture tonight, I'm going to ask you to help me a little bit. And each time that the word anxious comes up, I want you to read it with me. So if you don't have a Bible, we will have it on the screen. So you don't have an excuse. It's right in front of you. Matthew 6 starting in verse 25. So let's practice. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious. Good, okay. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grasses of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself, sufficient for the day in its own trouble. 
Awesome. You can go ahead and take your seats. I know that was a long passage, which is why I gave you a task to keep you engaged, right? So like I said, in big November, we're talking about generosity, being generous. And I know that usually when this ideal, this concept comes up, we just think of it in terms of money. You know, I just spent this the whole time talking about our miracle offering, which, yes, is money. But there is so much more to be generous in. Every aspect of your life, you have the ability to be generous in. You know, you can give someone money or buy them a gift or pay for their lunch or coffee, but there's so much more to generosity than that. How to be generous. Tonight we're talking about how to be generous with something that all of you have. So this will apply to everyone. Time. How to be generous with your time. We all have 24 hours in a day, right? Okay, seven days in a week, 365 days in a year. But the question that we have to ask ourselves sometimes is, where is that time going? The time that all of us have, where is it going? How are we using the time that we have? So to get us all on the same page and to help us visualize, I have an illustration, okay? I know, it's so exciting. I have an illustration. I'll move this back so those of you over there can see. We have an illustration. Okay, so I'm just taking a week as a time chunk. So there are, does anyone want to guess how many hours in a week? Okay. It is 168 hours. You have 168 hours. So I have 168 gumballs in this jar. It doesn't really look like 168, but I counted, okay? There's 168 in here. So we're going to have some categories, and we're going to start with some areas that you don't really have a choice in of where your time is going, right? Because we all have that. So we're going to start with sleep. We have 50 hours of sleep a week. Now, some of you might be a little different, but that's what we're going with, okay? 50 hours. Give me, give me a second. <laughs> I guess average. Oh, no. I lost one. One's gone. Okay, we're almost there. Hang in with me. Hang in with me. Okay. 50 hours of sleep. We've already lost 50 hours from our week. The next category, what do you think it is? School. On average, you've got about 35 hours a week. Yeah, that was a big grunt. Yeah. Okay, 35 hours of school 
I know. Okay, look at our jar. <laughs> it is going away very fast. Our next category, now I, this one won't apply to all of you, but some of you, and eventually it will apply to you. Work. Work. So I've just allotted 15 hours because I don't know how many hours you guys work. I know. I've dropped more. Okay. I know. I know. It's fine. Time is just running away. Okay. <laughs> Good. 15 hours. Our next category. Homework. <laughs> Homework. So, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. I'm sure some of you don't spend this amount of time on your homework, but I have allotted 10 hours a week to homework. Maybe you aren't doing your homework, Caleb. <laughs> 10 hours, okay? So this includes like studying, right? If you have tests, you're probably studying as well. All right, so now, after these four categories, we have 58 hours left a week. 58, it's not a lot. And to be generous, I'm going to take half of that and allot it for fun, okay? So half of that will be for fun things. So time that you're spending with your friends. I'm even including your extracurricular activities in this. So sports, show choir, those things, because you're choosing to do those things. Those are fun things that you're choosing. So 29 hours is going to fun. 29. Okay, so after all of that, we have 29 hours left. This is how much is left in our jar that you have for time. It's not a lot. When you start with 168 hours a week and you have all of these categories, minus the fun, the things that you don't really have a choice in, you have to go to school, you have to sleep, you should be working at some point. You should be doing your homework, Caleb. And you should even be having fun, okay? This message is not here to talk about not having fun. You need to have fun. Fun is super important. But I know that for some of you, this is probably even less. Because some of you might work more. Some of you might spend more time in your extracurricular activities. So maybe you have even less. And what that means for you is you have to be even more cautious of how you're using the time that's left. So I could use this hour, I could use this hour to spend more time talking with my best friends. The people that I've already spent time over here doing, I could do that, and I could spend another hour doing that. Or... I could spend this hour 
talking with the friend that's kind of on the outside looking in. The friend that doesn't really fit in, or maybe that I just don't know as well. The friend that maybe seems to always have drama going on. Am I talking to anyone in here? We all usually have a friend that seems to always have drama. But do we want to be generous? Or do we want to be generous only when it's comfortable? Because spending this hour with that friend that always has issues, maybe that just talks about themselves the whole time, that's uncomfortable. So am I willing to do that? Am I willing to be generous spending my hour doing that? Or I could use this hour serving or volunteering at church on the weekends, on Wednesdays. I could use this hour with that. Or I could use this hour playing more video games like you've probably already done over here in your fun time. I could be helping Pastor Brad or Morgan in the kids' rooms. Yes, do it. Or I could be helping Abby at the cafe on weekends. If you didn't know that and you like working at the cafe, Abby schedules that on the weekends. So talk to Abby and she will schedule you on the weekends. I could be learning how to run the soundboard in the back or how to do media up there. <laughs> Gertie, yes. But do we want to be a part of giving back or do we just want to receive? Because just coming here and not serving is just receiving. Is this hurting a little bit yet? You starting to feel it? Okay, I just want to remind you, I love all of you, but let's be truthful, okay? God transforms us from glory to glory. That's what his word says. He is constantly moving us forward, so it's okay, but we should be wanting to become more holy. We should be wanting to become better people. So last one. I could spend an hour looking at every and any social media platform, or I could be using that hour reading my Bible. Do you want the world telling you who you are, or do you want God telling you who you are? Do you want to be defined by what you see on social media, or do you want to be defined by what the Word of God says? Guys, there are so many ways that we can spend our time. So many ways. We've talked about a few of them. But there are also things that I just like to call time sucks. Things that suck your time. Things that are wasting your time. First and foremost, sin. Any kind of sin is a time suck whether it's gossip, lying, stealing, getting drunk, having sex before marriage, 
Time sucks. But more than that, they're also damaging. They're damaging yourself. Did you, did you know, do you understand that that's why God has declared them sin? They're outside of his design because he knows that they will hurt you. But the time suck that I see most prevalent right now, the thing that I see most commonly is anxiety. Being anxious. Being worried. We spend so much time being worried. Worried about what other people think about us. Worried about having the right clothes. Worried about fitting in. Worried about following all the right trends. Worried about what college I'm going to go to, what my job's going to be, what my life is going to look like, who I'm going to marry. Finding the right one, right? Maybe you're just worried about what's going to happen next. What's the next step of my life? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? Guys, what that's saying is, by being anxious, you aren't gaining anything. You're not gaining. You're actually losing. You're losing time. You're losing peace. You're losing hope. You're losing joy. So then what do we do with our worry, right? Because we all get worried. Raise your hand if you get worried about something. If you're not raising your hand, I don't believe you. Or you're just not listening. We all get worried. I'm not saying, I'm not calling you out. I get worried. So the time that you would spend worrying... Take that time and instead of worrying, pray about it. Take it to God. Talk to him about it. Tell him that you're worried. It's okay. Pray about it. But it also says that we are looking to his righteousness. Now what that means is when we're looking to him, when we're seeking him, we are getting his perspective. We are seeing how we should think about that situation. He is telling us what to think about it. He's showing us what we should be looking for. He's showing us what we should be hoping for. We get to see the situation through God's perspective. Guys, being generous with your time, it's going to require sacrifice. I get it. I totally get that. I mean, look at what we have left. This is it. This is what you've got left with your week. So yeah, it's going to require some sacrifice. Because not everything that you can choose to spend your time with is bad. There are a lot of good things that you can be doing with your time, but there might also be a better thing 
that you could be doing. If you know the story of Mary and Martha, I just want to briefly chat about that. So Mary and Martha, they were sisters, and Jesus was coming through their town, and he stopped to stay with them. He stopped to eat. He was there to teach. And so Martha, she was getting, she was getting everything ready. She was cleaning. She was preparing the food. And it says that Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet. She was listening to his teaching. And so like most of us, Martha got frustrated because she was doing all of the work, right? She was doing what she thought was the best choice because she wanted everything to be perfect for Jesus when he was there. But when Martha went to complain to Jesus about her sister Mary, what Jesus told her is no, Martha, Mary has chosen what is better. Mary has chosen the better choice because she has chose to take that time and spend it with me. Sitting at my feet, listening to my teaching, hearing my heart. While I'm here, she has chosen what was better. And I can't help but wonder that if we all started putting time into the things that we say are important to us, I think maybe we would all start experiencing more of heaven on earth. We would see more healings. We would see more miracles. We would see more breakthrough in our prayer. We would see more breakthrough in our situations. We would experience more freedom, but more than that, guys, we would experience more of God. We would experience more of him. And isn't that what we want? Isn't that what we want? Jesus said, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I know that's the desire of my heart. I want to see more of these things. I don't just want to see them. I want to experience them. That's going to require some sacrifice from me. And it's going to require some sacrifice from you guys too. Do you guys agree? Do you agree that you want to see and experience more of God? Do you? Okay, awesome. If you agree, then I'm going to ask you to stand up and I want you to praise God because it's going to start with some praise. It's going to start with us praising him. That's where it's going to start. Spending time praising the God that we want to experience. Saying, God, we want more of you. We want more of what you have, more of your power, more of your authority, more of your goodness. And we want to experience it here on earth. But for some of you tonight, you need to seek God for the first time. We've talked about seeking him, spending the time with him. And when we seek him, his word promises that all of these other things you will receive. 
all of the things that you're waiting for, that you're desiring, that you're wanting to find, these things of God, they will all be added to you, but we have to first seek him. If you just say that, yeah, I I love God, I have a relationship with him, but you never spend time with him, do you really? Do you really love him? If you aren't willing to sacrifice some of this time to spend with him, do you really love him? If Ian went around telling people that I'm his wife, that he loves me, but no one ever saw us spending time together, would you really see that he loved me? But maybe for some of you, you've been dealing with the worries of life. You've been walking around with a weight on your shoulders, and you didn't know that there was another option. You didn't know that there was another way to handle your worry. You thought that it was just meant for you to bear. That it was just your lot in life. That's just what you were dealt. No. God has a different way. He says, come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. He says, cast your cares on me. Put your cares on me. And when Jesus went to the cross and died for us, that's exactly what he did. All of the sin that has been in my life, that will be in my life, Jesus already took it to the cross. He took it with him so that I could have relationship with God, so that I could have righteousness. And he did the same for each and every one of you. Maybe you're hearing that for the first time tonight. God loved you enough to send his only son to die for you because he desires relationship with you. He created you so that you could have relationship with him. And in the Bible, it says that all we have to do in order to have that relationship is to believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. Believe it and declare it. That's it. That's all that's required of you to start that relationship. Everything else, the Holy Spirit will help you figure out. He'll help you clean up everything else that's going on. God doesn't ask you to come to him clean. Because if you were already clean, why would he need to clean you? So if everyone could close your eyes in here. We're all going to say a prayer together. And us saying this prayer is you declaring that Jesus is your Lord. But believing is something that you have to do for yourself. I can't believe for you. The friend that brought you can't believe for you. Your parents can't believe for you. It's your choice, your decision. And God made it that way. He made you to have a choice because he wants you to choose him. And it is my hope tonight that you choose him. So if everyone could repeat after me, we're all going to say it with you because, like I said earlier, we're a family, 
And I don't want you to feel alone or feel singled out. And sometimes we need to be reminded ourselves of what we have been saved from and what we've been saved to. That we've been saved to freedom and everlasting life with God. So if everyone could close your eyes, repeat after me. Say, Dear God, thank you for your son Jesus. Thank you for his death and his life. Forgive me for all I've done wrong. And help me to seek you first all the days of my life. You are my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's praise God. Let's praise God for the people that gave their life to God tonight, that started that relationship, that said, yes, God. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to check out our other episodes. Follow us on Instagram and make sure to leave a rating in your podcast app. That will help other people find our podcast. See you next time and stay wild. Thank you.